0: So a new vaccine targeted for Omicron is now available to consumers. What does it mean for you? What does it mean in terms of uptake? And how will it, if it will, keep people safer? And who does it benefit? Shiba Siddiqui and I discussed that in a segment on Toronto Today. The bivalent booster being open to all Ontario adults on Monday. If we wanted to make it look like we were trying to reduce severity of illness... And not have problems within our hospitals, your mandate would be to mandate it only for older people. You would mandate masking in public environments among older people. But we would never do that. And we never should do that because it takes individual choice away. We would never put that upon the people that raised us, the people that are heading into their golden years, the people that have, you know, let's be blunt, 15 to 20 years of living left. And they've been through a lot the last two and a half years. We'd never ask them to do more or force them to do more. I think we are asking them to do more, but we wouldn't force them to do more. Instead, so much political capital has been wasted on, well, do this, do that. What are we doing about vaccines for little kids? Shouldn't your seven-year-old have a mask on? Doesn't your family care about your neighborhood? So this is going to be a really interesting scenario when we look at the uptake, if you will, of this vaccination coverage by age group. Again, right now, as it stands, the under fives in Ontario, it's been available for close to two months now, 5.9%. The five to 11s are at 53.6%, but that vaccine's been available almost for a year. And there was a fear at the time a year ago of mandates for that age group. It never got to that point. There were mandates for over 12, which is why 86% of Ontario's Ontario kids 12 to 17 have had at least one dose. And many more have had two doses, 82%, because you needed it to play sports, and you needed it to go to the movies, and you needed it to go to restaurants, and you needed it to get on airplanes. So all those things factored in to parents doing that. Would they have done those vaccinations with 12 to 17 if there wasn't a mandate? Well, me and my household, yes, I would have. But I can't make the case that... Everybody is is like me and would have done that at that particular point in time. Shiba Siddiqui joins me right now for a few minutes before we uh, check in on the news with with Dave Bradley. It is going to be really interesting. My parents are a textbook example, and I'll get to a, an interesting text from a listener in that they're 78 and 76. And they wondered, should we take that fourth shot or will that, will that Omicron-specific vaccine be out in time? And I'm like, talk to your doctor. And they took the fourth shot in middle of July, early August. Um, And so I don't know their desire level right now, two and a half months later, to get a fifth shot that's Omicron specific. Maybe they are rushing out and booking an appointment this morning. Maybe they're not. I don't I don't have a clue where that's going to go. But those are going to be the questions many people, I think, especially elderly people will ask.
1: I think I agree with you there. My father, he got his fourth dose uh, in the winter, actually. But that's because he lives in a retirement home. Right. So I think it was mandated across for everybody that was living there, all of the residents. So he has his fourth dose for a while now. Uh, and I think he sort of go, he goes by whatever they say. So whatever they say, he'll just, he has no opinion. He trusts them with it. He trusts the medical system. He's never had, uh, I mean, i we mean, had a negative experience here and there, but he's never had a major negative experience. Mm-hmm. So he, I think he'll go ahead with the Omicron specific, uh, vaccine as well. Uh, and for his age group, I mean, he's 84. So absolutely. I'm on board. I want. I feel better. Even my mom, I feel better. I mean, she's in her 80s, well, her early 80s. Uh, knowing that they're vaccinated, I sleep better at night.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. I, I absolutely would. And my parents are still very much the, hey, we don't want this COVID thing. That's yes. that's their perspective. And I don't want, I know how I'd feel if they told me, well, we both tested positive today. But they, you know what I've said about my parents. They just don't get out there and do things. Like coming to my grade eight's graduation was A big thing coming to the celebration of life for my father in law was a big movement on their part where they got to kind of count to 10 and do it. And some people even say to me, they listen to the show and they say, Ah, why don't you tell your parents this, show your parents that? Look, I just want them confident they're protective of their health. And they'd be the first to say, Well, we don't, Greg, we don't want you living like we're living. You're 35 years younger. We don't want your kids living like we're living. They're 70 years younger. So And that's where we've gotten past, where we're making just blanket rules for everybody. I think we're done with it. I think we're done with that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. I mean, and it's interesting because I spoke to a friend yesterday and uh, I just randomly said, and she has been unvaccinated for the entire pandemic. Mm-hmm. But towards the last few months, she was thinking differently about it. Uh, and I said, I just brought it up. I said, Hey, uh, are you getting vaxxed, you know, before, before the winter comes? Uh, Cause she's talking about travel and what she's gonna be doing over the holidays. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering what that's going to happen with travel mandates. And she said, you know what, Sheba, I actually don't want to talk about who's vaccinated and who isn't anymore. I don't want to have these conversations. I've made a decision in my life. I'm tired of it. It's too divisive. And I really respect that Greg. Yeah. I've never gotten that answer from anyone before. And I thought, you know what? She's she's right. At this point, these conversations need to stop.
0: Yeah. I t- I, and I, I told you, I don't know what the point was. And it might have been going to the hospital in January where it started to occur to me. I know what I've done. I know the vaccines I have. I'm not terribly concerned about whether anybody else has one or not. And that, that includes people that are, are allowed in my home, people yes. my kids would play with, people I'm going to being in in i'm not looking at somebody else at the gym going gee i hope they've had their 3 or 4 or soon to be five shots it just that that might have been a thing 18 months ago it sure isn't now for That's most exactly adults
1: it. yeah i'm with you on that 100% not anymore not at this point knowing what we know unless there's mm. some new information and something new 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 uh, then no, let's just proceed us forward and it's really nobody's business.
0: And I think a big debate, I'm not sure we'll have time to get to it today, but the CDC in the United States saying some nursing homes and hospitals won't require universal masking. And I think that's going to be debated. I think it's, it's an interesting idea. I, if I go in to see my doctor, I'd love to see her face, but I want yes. her to be comfortable to see mine.
1: Oh, well. I don't know if that's going to be a while off though, to see your doctor's face. I think that's not happening anytime soon.
0: But what if the doctor is good with it? Like, what if the doctor signs off on it? What if the doctor says, yeah, I, I want to true. be able to explain things to people and I don't want to wear a surgical mask all day? I mean, there's there's therapy appointments for psychiatrists where you have to talk to somebody, <laughs> find out how they're and, Right. They're both wearing them.
1: <laughs> I know. So
0: it, it kind of does. It's called a mask for a reason. It masks things, including elements of human emotion.